Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hopefully you guys are having a good week. Um... We've got a lot going on around the parks. Uh, tonight is the first not-so-scary, or not-so-scary, Disney's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, and it looks like it's going to get uh, rained out. And Shannon and I have experience in these these rainouts. Um, they, really, they really suck. Uh, because you kind of get yourself hyped up all day. To go out and you know be part of the first party of the the season, and and then it rains on you. And you know we didn't get a stage show. I think we got fireworks, but it was really hard to see because the smoke just kind of fogged the whole area. Um, they ran the parade late. Yeah, it was just it was just a whole thing, and it was back when they still had the dream lights on the castle and. You know, we were excited to see Elsa light the castle for the first time, and we we still haven't seen that in multiple trips to the park around the holidays. So, so yeah, it's it's been um, it's been uh, an interesting uh, start to the uh, the holiday season at Disney, and and not only that, they they have some weather to deal with. Um, so before we bring on Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel, let's get some things out of the way. First off, if you haven't subscribed, definitely hit that subscribe button, hit the bell. Um, we really appreciate everybody that, that does that for us. It helps us in the algorithm. Um, it also helps us get content out to different people. Um, you know, we're doing this to help people out in different ways, whether it's with the news, with travel planning, that kind of thing. Um, so any, any way that you can help us out would be greatly appreciated. We just passed uh, 230 subs over the weekend, um, so really excited about that. Also had a couple of new public subscribers over on YouTube. Uh, Rapper1996, welcome to the channel. Um, thank you for hitting that subscribe button. And then uh, Tiffany Brown, also thank you uh, for hitting that subscribe button and uh, subscribing to the channel as well. Hopefully you guys find some things on the channel that you enjoy and uh, you recommend us to other Disney friends of yours. 
All right, um, so it looks like Peter's up and ready to go over on the other screen, so I'm going to bring him on, and we're going to start talking some news here, so. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Oh, really good. I had to decide for a minute. I, was, I wasn't so <laughs> sure of my answer. Were you able to get out and vote today? I was, yep. Fantastic, fantastic. Yep, um, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, we had our kind of our yearly meeting over the weekend. Um, got a lot of exciting things coming over the next year in 2023 for you guys. Uh, but one of the big things is you know supporting us as well. And one of the ways you can do that is by booking travel with us. And it kind of works if you look if you're on the live stream tonight. You can check out the website below me. Go over to the website, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning and fill out that vacation information page if you are looking to book a trip to Disneyland, Disney World, any of the World, the world Disney Parks, and Disney Cruise Lines. Peter loves to deal with different time zones and people that speak different languages. Oh, um, I have. That's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, um, I have booked trips for individuals who live in Brazil who spoke very little English. And so to make things easier, they would speak in Spanish and I would take it and Google translate it. And then I would take my reply and put it into Google translate and then send it back to them in Spanish. And so that was, uh, that was, that was a very, but it worked because, you know, um, they prefaced it with like, hey, sorry, I don't speak English. And I said, okay, sorry, I don't speak Spanish, but I do speak Disney. And uh, <laughs> as long as you're okay with the poor syntax and grammar that comes from Google Translate, then let's make this happen. Yeah, and, and really, you can you can book for basically anybody except for residents of the United Kingdom, correct? Uh, yeah, just about. So, so yeah, so definitely do that. And, of course, it's at no cost or at no additional cost to you uh, to use us as a planning service. Um, the booking is going to be exactly what you see on the Disney website. And a lot of times we're able to find deals throughout the booking process that's going to help you save money as well. So definitely yeah, want to keep that in mind. Caveat, the small caveat to what Matt just said is, uh, depending on, like, you need to go to the park at least three days or you do need to stay on site if... If it's just like, hey, I want to go in for a day, like we'll probably help you out, but we're not getting anything. <laughs> That's <laughs> the easiest way to put that. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We would love to help you out, especially in 2023, as you know, Christmas is approaching, and you and your family are starting to think about gifts and travel for next year. Um, myself or Matt even would love to sit down and chat with you and get those spring breaks, fall breaks, summer vacations, whatever those trips might be. All right, sounds good. Well, let's get into a little bit of news here. News time. All right, and we've got our timer. Let me bring up the the, the good old Twitter scape here, and, and let's start off with the first night of Very Merry. Um, Very Merry opens tonight, uh, runs through December the twenty second. Um, select nights, of course. And, you know, really, really cool party. Lots of unique meet and greets, uh, show 
specifically for the party, parade specifically for the party, fireworks specifically for the party. Um, so, so really, really good, good offering from Disney. Um, you've done, you've done Boo to You, the, the Not So Scary party. I've done the Very Merry and the Not So Scary, you know. I've done the Very Merry. Have you done Very Merry as well? Yeah, I've done Boo Bash and Not So Scary twice, and I've done Very Merry once. And, and, you know, great party. Five five new dates have been sold out now. Um, so we're looking at, I think that's a total of 11 dates now that are sold out. If you think about it, if they're doing three a week for the next eight weeks, you know, that's about half the dates are that are sold out right now. So if you do want to go to the, the party, definitely get us involved so we can help you, help you plan that trip. Um, also happening is Disney has another tropical storm. Kind they do. Of. Brewing, uh, tomorrow into Thursday. Yeah, Nicole is starting to make its uh, presence felt in the Florida area. Um, Peter, talk a little bit about Disney's uh, severe weather policies. Well, Disney has already announced that their water park and um, one other, oh, the mini golf courses will be closed on Thursday as a result of this uh, severe weather coming in. Um, but so far, no announcement on the parks themselves or Disney Springs. I would anticipate the parks and Disney Springs to remain open um, with potential interruptions to transportation, maybe during the heaviest parts of the storm. Um, but as we kind of talked about when the, uh, what was that, Ian? Yeah. Um, yeah, when Ian went through, all of Disney's buildings are rated all the way up to Category 5 hurricane resistance. And so, um, like, I have a client down there right now, and we've been kind of texting back and forth and kind of deciding, you know, what's their Thursday going to look like? Are they going to stick with the previously made plans, or are they going to wave it off? And, and uh, you know, I'm kind of explaining all of that. You know, Disney's going to work with you. Disney's going to get things figured out. But at the same point, if you're willing to get a little bit wet, you know, it rains at Disney a whole bunch. And, uh, you know, I have been down there during a tropical storm. I have been down there during a wicked pop-up thunderstorm where it was just blowing absolutely sideways, gusting 60, 70 miles an hour. Uh, I mean, I was in a bus depot in the far corner of it, and we were, like, hunkered against the edge. <laughs> our umbrella was sitting out like this to try and, like, it was sitting straight sideways to try and like create some type of a shelter for us. And the bus rolled up, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So the, the cast members are used to it. Uh, Disney's used to it. Uh, from what it seems like water park, shutting that down makes sense. Um, especially if there's any, obviously like lightning or anything in the storm. Um, but you know, indoor rides, there's you, Matt and I have talked to detail about, if you go to any of the parks, a fair number of the rides, more than, I, I would even venture to say 75 to 80% of the attractions are indoors. So Disney can run all of those things, all of the shows, all the indoor rides, all of those things. It's just a matter of um, transporting you there safely. So the bus rides might be a little bit longer and they might be a little bit stinkier with all the, uh, <laughs> all the high humidity people coming to um, In terms of safety and everything else like that, Disney will get you and Disney will get you figured out, which is 
Um, you know, you can't predict Florida weather when you're making your vacation plans nine months in advance. Yeah. Um, so moving on, you know, with, with the Christmas season at the Disney parks, we get some fantastic, uh, displays, not only in the parks, but in some of the hotels as well. And this year again is the return of the, the grand gingerbread house at the grand Floridian. Um, it is a fantastic place to go check out. It also serves as a little retail shop once it's finished and you can buy, gingerbread shingles and all kinds of different um treats or christmas treats from that retail shop um so really really cool there they've been working on that for they've been putting it up for about a week and um the baking actually starts at the beginning of august to get all the pieces ready for that display but there's also um, displays at Disney's Contemporary Resort, the Jumbo House lobby display at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which may or not may or may not be a life-size zebra. Uh, the grand displays at the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, and of course at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. So lots lots of gingerbread, and if that's not enough, haunted mansion at Disneyland is in its full splendor with the Christmas display as well. Um, And most of those displays, it looks like they're going to be up through January 8th of 2023. So really, really cool uh, to check out those displays. You know, what's your favorite favorite display during Christmas at the parks? Uh, This sounds like a top three category. does (laughs) does <laughs> but we're gonna uh, we're gonna jam it into news real quick yeah you know i'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of main street it's just i i know that's so easy because there are there are massive trees in wilderness lodge uh, the polynesian is really fun at christmas as they sort of like tropical christmas time uh-huh. bobby so there's a lot of like really really fantastic things out there but there's there is just nothing quite like like standing at the train station at night looking down Main Street. You've got the big Christmas tree, you know, if you're standing off to the left or the right. I'm a big fan of kind of the view on the right. Christmas tree off, kind of middle left, and then just lit all the way down with Christmas lights all the way into the Icicle Castle is just I mean maybe maybe one of the best sights um to just sort of like get that i don't know nostalgic magical type rush yeah we we need to get the icicle castle back because it's another year without the dream lights on the castle so um yeah i'm i'm with you on that you know i think another one and this this is going to be a kind of a surprising one but what animal kingdom does with their displays because they are very culturally appropriate and um animal kingdom just started doing a lot of christmas stuff a few years ago and have done a really good job when you think about the parks that are there and the, the parts of the park that are there you know dino land asia africa pandora all have their different celebration styles that are very, very specific to that area of the park, which is really, really cool. Um, So if you're looking for something different and interesting, definitely head over to Animal Kingdom. 
Um, moving on, let's go over to the cruise line. Uh, beginning November 14th, so here in about a week, sailings departing from the United States Disney Cruise Line will no longer require guests, regardless of vaccination status, to provide proof of negative COVID-19 tests prior to sailing. It is sailing as pre-pandemic normal again. Yep. So. We made it! Hey! And the peasants rejoice. Um, oh, you come on. <laughs> Keep talking. I'll be back. <laughs> I'm just calling for right now. I was going to say, Ed, 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 camera shut down number one of the night. Um... I don't even understand how. You should speaking charged. speaking of the cruise line, there did you happen to listen to any of the earnings call today? No, I did not. I had a crazy busy day. Huge, huge earnings call. Twenty four point seven billion or something silly like that for the year. Missed missed fourth quarter by a little bit. Um but they are talking about some of the things that they're gonna be doing to combat a park recession over the next couple of years which includes more um raising capacity in the parks more microtransactions <laughs> actually offering more discounts and what was the third one oh resuming the sale of annual passes that would be wonderful so three things that they talked about to start kind of getting the park ready to combat a recession in the next, you know, couple of years. I think we all see it coming. It's it's one of those things where we've been watching kind of the bookings and and once all that revenge travel stopped happening after the beginning of September of this year, um we were kind of worried about what was what were the bookings going to look like going into next year? And I mean, it, it's kind of confirmed what we thought all along was we were going to see a huge dip and next spring is looking like a fantastic time if you want to go because they are offering discounts at basically every level. All the way and until the end of April already. I mean, yeah. that, those should release in January. Yeah. Which I mean, tells me that the... the Summer into fall booking of spring break has got to be way down if they're offering end of April deals already right now in November. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it surprised both of us when we when we saw that that you know we were getting these these huge deals and, and I guess huge isn't the but it, the way that they structured it was a lot different than they have before. It wasn't just like 25% off of the deluxes. There were some moderates mixed in up in that 25%. Mm -hmm. um, the Little Mermaid rooms were available in this discount. You know, I, there, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, there were a lot of things that you don't normally see that kind of released with these discounts. I honestly think that something that would help is if Disney brought back the dining plan. I... Uh, I 100% agree firmly because here's what here's what happens on the dining plan you spend more ahead of time so then what you end up doing is you end up doing more impulse buying in the park because you have more cash on hand 
Right. Your your food is all done. You're not looking at the room charges ballooning two, three hundred dollars every time you sit down to shake a character's hand and eat a buffet. I mean, it's just it it really, really is. I just I look at the trips that I've taken over the last year and a half and it's just it's just I'm approaching them differently as as the parent, I'm approaching them differently. If I could have had them prepaid to where I just arrived, my room charges would be less, but my total out-of-pocket likely would have been more. Yeah. Because now, when I like before, I would go to a dinner, I would go to a meal, and I would have my my entitlement beverage, but then I would always buy one more, maybe even two more. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, I could get by with one, maybe none. Yeah. Because you're looking at you're looking at that cash go out incrementally now instead of hey it's just one big purchase it's all wrapped in, right. and it also you know what separated Disney for a long time was it almost felt like an all inclusive resort once you got there, you know your food was paid for your transportation was there yeah. you you basically got off the plane you and bought souvenirs yeah you and got off the plane dreams. and you were kind of catered to by Disney and, and you spent the money in the parks knowing that everything else was taken care of right. I, I feel like all these little takeaways and microtransactions have I, I honestly think it's gonna cost them money in the long run. Because sure, are they making money on the Disney Plus or not the Disney Plus? Are they making money on the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes? Sure, but I mean giving giving the the transportation, all of those things I, I felt created a loosening of the pocketbook due to the experience that you were getting. And now you're almost getting like a spending jadedness while you're down there just watching the microtransactions hit. Yeah. Oh, I really want to ride this ride twice today. Oh, well, I got to pay for it. You know? And, and I mean, I'm, I'm victim to it. it. I mean, it's, it's in terms of business model, it's working because I'm, I've fallen victim to it. Hell, I know. I probably, individually, I probably spent $75 getting rides on Guardians of the Galaxy. That was yeah. and, and I've always been in groups of two to six while I was doing that. So, <laughs> me was $75. I mean, I probably shelled out 400 bucks to ride or more. Ride Mission Break or uh, Cosmic Rewind Mission Breakout. <laughs> Mission Breakout. <laughs> That's a Disneyland, which is also a really awesome ride. So they ruined Tower of Terror. No, it works. It works really, really. Well. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's the news. Let's go ahead and let's get into top three. Business trip. Oh. <laughs> All right. Wait, 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 wait. We went through the news and we didn't talk about the fact that Disney, the uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser is rolling at 25% capacities on most things because it's way overpriced. <laughs> okay, bonus news for you. You can get on any Galactic Star Cruiser booking that you want if you're willing to pay for it. Give me yes. a call. I'll put you on tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Uh, top three. If you haven't been with us for top threes, I am going to pull out a chip out of this little baggie here. And we are going to answer a question with our top three whatevers. 
for that topic. Um, if you have an idea for top three, go over to the website. It's below me right now. If you're listening to us, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning um, and submit it in the little form on that front page. It's in the top right corner. All right, Peter, you ready? Born ready. We are going with number two. How, what do these numbers go up to? I feel like we always get seven and five and two. 25. Oh, they go up to 25. Prove it. And number two is very fitting for today. I swear if it's top three holiday decorations. No, it is top three things to do. Could you try again? Who's doing what? Hey. You need to hush. Hush. <laughs> top three things to do at Disney's very Merry Christmas party. No way. There's no way this was a random draw. Planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details? Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on Earth. You can contact Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. All right, we're back. Peter is uh, questioning the validity of my poker yeah, chip pool. <laughs> this is rigged. So, your point? Yeah, this is a WWE match y'all are watching. <laughs> All right. So, I will let you start with number three since you um, are accusing me of rigging this today. So, what is your number three thing to do at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party? My number three thing to do at the Very Merry Christmas Parties is to eat all the free treats. The yes. best thing, so the best thing about the not so scary is the trick or treating. The best thing about the very merry is the eggnog and the sugar cookies and the candy canes and the cake and the ice cream. There, there are. Uh, I think this year there are four, maybe five. I was actually just looking at a map because we were talking about it. Um, let's see: Tortuga Tavern, Columbia Harbor House, Pinocchio Village House, Cosmic Rays, and the Lunching Pen. So five locations. And they are marked on the map as holiday treats. They're going to vary the treat at each location, but it is a complimentary holiday-themed treat. So one of the things that I like to do when I went to the Very Merry... I think I've gone twice, actually, now that I'm saying it, because I know I learned and, and adapted. Uh, my favorite thing to do is almost make it like a treat scavenger hunt as I work my way Similarly to making sure you visit all the trick-or-treat locations, make sure you visit all the treat locations because you think to yourself, oh, it's just the same thing at all five locations. It's a unique thing at each of the five locations. So go and get your free treats. Yeah, there'll be cookies. There'll be um, marshmallows. There'll be hot chocolate. There'll be hot apple cider. There'll be eggnog. There's all kinds of stuff at each of the locations. So you'll have one treat and one or two drinks at each location. And then on top of that, all the other free things that are available. So um, your soft drinks are free. The Mickey ice cream bars are free. There's a lot of things that are in those little carts that are around. Um, oh God. Um, the castle hub that you can just walk up to and say, Hey, I want to, I want a Coke and a Mickey bar and they just hand it to you. Yeah. So, checking out those things so your number three is the free treats especially at the treat locations 
Well, my number three is going to be um, catching the specialty show on the castle stage. Um, so it's it, it's been a great show for the last few years. Um, Minnie, Mickey and Minnie's Holiday Wishes show. Mickey, Minnie, all the friends, lots of singers, dancers. Great show. Um, if you don't plan on going to the park, you can check it out over on our YouTube channel. Definitely want to give that a watch. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And they run it a couple times each night. So, and that's that's another nice thing about the parties is they'll it run is the seven forty, nine twenty-five, ten thirty-five, and eleven fifty-five. Yeah, so you get four showings of the show um, every night, and a great little show, a lot of fun. Um, but that is my number three. So let's get into our number two. All right, Peter, what is your number two? My number two is, um, you know what? You said, hey, you got to make sure to watch the stage show. My number two is going to be, you got to watch the parade. Yes. The parade for Very Merry is absolutely wonderful. Um, completely unique floats. A lot of people think like, oh, it'll just be the same and they'll be in costumes. Nope, the hot, the party parades are unique floats that are only seen during these. You might catch a couple of them in like the little cavalcades that they're still running throughout the course of the day, but it is a unique parade, unique music, unique choreography, unique costumes. Everything about it is absolutely unique. So no holiday party is complete, very merry party included without making sure that you find time to either watch, and here's the great thing, the early parade or the late parade, and my pro tip is that I always like to watch the late parade because what you have is all of the people with younger kids will line up at 7.45, 8 o'clock to watch the 8.30 parade, then they'll watch the fireworks, and then their poor little kids are just tuckered out and so I will slide into the hub late, watch the fireworks, and then head back into kind of frontier land and find a great place that's not very crowded for the second parade while everybody else is making the bus lines really long. Yeah. And if you time it well, you can check out the parade, the stage show, and the fireworks. And I think you have to do a fireworks stage show parade you do, all in like a two-hour window. Exactly right. Yep. 8.30 for the parade and then uh, then 9 o'clock for, or 9.25 for the stage show. And then, or sorry, it would be 9.25 stage show, 10 o'clock fireworks, and then 11 o'clock parade. Yeah. So. And you can just hang out there basically the whole time and you have like a 20 minute break between each one of those things before the next one starts. You got to jump over to uh, your favorite place and... Uh, Grab a treat over at Lunching Pad or, you know, whatever. Yeah, so so my number two is going to be, um, be sure to check out the ride overlays. Um, oh, don't do that. No, pick one specifically. Okay, one specifically. Not that I, one, the other one. <laughs> I intentionally saved it for number one. I swear to God, I will come through this screen. <laughs> Okay, check out the unique characters. Lots of unique characters. Well played. 
Peter's gonna lose his camera anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, so no, tons tons of unique characters. Uh, and and it looked like tonight that they started letting people that had the parade wristbands get in line and start seeing those characters at four thirty. Um, so that's that's a another pro tip is. They're going to bring a lot of those characters out early. And if you get to the party early, you can get there at 4 o'clock with your party ticket. You can get your wristband and you can get in line for some of these unique characters. I, and it's just like the very or the not-so-scary party where you have got some that you will not see at any other point during the year except for these parties. Um, the big one for Very Merry is always Sandy Claus and Sally. Um, which is Jack Skeleton in his Santa costume. Really, really cool character meet and greets. Definitely make yourself some time early. Get there early and make some time for those character meet and greets early um, before the rest of the party goers get there. The ones that think they can't show up until 7 o'clock, you get a three-hour head start on them. So, all right. Number one. So my number one, no very merry Christmas party is complete. And kind of side note slash pro tip, if you are in Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day, they normally run this as well. But no trip to Magic Kingdom is complete without riding Jingle Mountain, as my family calls it. It is Space Mountain with a Christmas overlay. They have red and green lights everywhere. And they are blasting Mannheim Steamroller Christmas music. And Space Mountain is a cool ride. Its best experience is Jingle Mountain. Like, hands down, by far, Space Mountain is cool. Haunted Mountain or whatever you want to call it when it's just pitch black is just sort of like sensory deprivation cool. <laughs> but Jingle Mountain is... Like, I wish I could ride Space Mountain as Jingle Mountain in midsummer. It would be a phenomenal experience. And it's a shame that the only way to get it is to get into this party or be in Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day and hope that they're running the overlay, which they normally do mm -hmm. on that overlay on just Christmas Day. But Jingle Mountain is the the best Space Mountain experience by, by far, hands down, 100%. Which is why I was going to come through this camera. I was, <laughs> I was shuffling through other things so that I could tell you all about how amazing Jingle Mountain is. The other overlays are cool. Jingle Cruise is fun. Uh, they they do the teacups and the speedway. Get get some holiday things and decorations and lights and stuff. But Space Mountain is just in a whole new league when you get to ride it in in the holiday overlay. It is. It is the other the other holiday overlay that's really good is the Monsters Inc. Laugh for. Oh, um, yeah. They put a fun overlay uh, for that one as well. Uh, Shannon over on YouTube. My favorite part of the Very Merry Parade is smelling the yummy scents of each float. So that that's another thing. Each float as it comes by is blowing out some sort of smell, whether it's cookies or you know holly berries or whatever. It yeah. That, that that parade is something for all the senses, especially if you can get some of that snope in your mouth. Then then you can taste it as well. 
my number one is it snows in Florida. Um, and it's it's a really cool effect. It, it, they call it snoop, and it's basically just like a, a non-toxic soap that makes snowflake-looking things flying from the sky. But it's something that you don't get to see at any other time during the year in Florida, except for at these parties. Um, I don't think it has ever snowed at the park. It was cold enough to snow a couple of years ago when we were down there for Christmas. It was but, cold enough when Patty and I were there in late January. So, um, but no, it's just, it's a great effect, and they do it basically through the whole party, but with that parade coming down Main Street and all the lights, and then the snow falling, it's just, it's just an overall awesome scene at the Very Merry Party. Um, so, that is my number one. It snows, it snows in Florida during the party. All right, another, another fantastic top three peter where can people find you at uh over on facebook search uh princess and Oz disney travel or just type in disney travel agent and i'll be one of the top hits uh insta if you kind of begin contact there or on our website as matt previously mentioned um love to get in contact with you and we'll sort of transition from facebook over to uh phone calls and text messaging and getting you all set up and as matt said i cannot stress this enough it costs you nothing, nothing, nothing. Some places charge booking fees, planning fees, whatever else. I just take the commission that gives that Disney gives me and call it good because I'm not doing this to make a salary. I'm doing this because it's a passion of mine. I really love working with clients and telling them all the amazing places to eat. I have a client down there. It's like the once in a lifetime trip and they are having the time of their lives because they are eating at all the right places and everything's organized for them and they know what they're doing and how to do it. And without, not me specifically, but without a planner, it, and even if you've been there a bunch of times, I have a client that booked with me for the first time. They had probably been a dozen times with their kids. They booked with me, they went, they came back and you can go read their comment. It's the Kincaid comment. They said, Holy cow, we didn't know that there was that at Disney. And, and they had been dozens of times with their kids through the years. And then they went with me, and I tuned them into some things. And now they're going again in February. I'm booking their dining in a month. So, there you go. You know, like, I, have, I have been there. I've done that. So has Matt. We would love to give some of our expertise over to you and, and make it uh, more stress a stressless situation um, all right so that is our top three for this uh, week um if you're sticking with us on the live show let's get into the dpi question of the day where did it just go why did i lose it? oh i know why i did it wow that was weird Do you have questions concerning planning a Disney trip? Ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. All right. Well, let me get Peter back up over here and we'll get going again.
All right. And you are back. Let me get off of here. There we go. Perfect. All right. This week's client question, really good client question, and it is concerning Ubers um, at the at getting from MCO to the parks. So let's let's just talk about the different ways that that a person can get from, you know, not only Orlando International but Sanford as well, to the parks. So let's start let's start with Sanford because it's going to have uh, less options. But Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and it's familiar. <laughs> Once every episode. Yeah.
grabbed our luggage out of a friend's car at Hollywood Studios. We legitimately burned every bit of last bit of oil that we could hanging out in the park. And we're standing there at the rideshare area of Hollywood Studios, and all of a sudden we got surge priced. And so uh. trip to the airport turned into like $120. And we're like, no. And so we had to like keep refreshing, keep refreshing, keep refreshing. We got one to book, but the guy canceled it because he was only there trying to get surge pricing. We finally got one booked, but it was going to be like 20 minutes. And he and I had to like go. Um, we got lucky enough that there was a driver there that says, I'm not booked for anything. I was, I'm off the clock and I live kind of that way. I'll do it for $40 cash. And we were like, I don't like it, but yes, let's do it. And I pulled up a map the whole time and like watched us route to the airport. That's like the beginning of one of the Taken movies. That's exactly it? what I was saying. I was like, I swear to God, we're gonna like pull up to an abandoned warehouse. Six guys are gonna come running out, and I'm gonna wake up in a bathtub without a kidney tomorrow. Like, I was like, route to MCO. He's like, I live towards the city. I drive mostly out here because Disney's worth most of the money, you know. And and he's like, I'm done for the day, but you're. 10 minutes out of my way if I drive you to the airport. I'll make 40 bucks cash if you want me to take you. I was like, I do want you to take me, but I have Google Maps, sir. <laughs> and, and my phone will emergency call as soon as you go off the, the blue route. Sir. As soon as he says, I know a shortcut. Yeah. Nope. No, emergency. Emergency SOS. <laughs> SOS. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so, yeah, so lo lots of different options coming to and from MCO. Um, do you think Disney's ever going to offer the minivans to and from the airport again? I do. I'm surprised they aren't already because that's such a that, – that was our big thought when they let the Magical Express go was the fact that they had these minivans and you and I – well – minivans mini suburbans yeah mini tahos yeah mini, mini tejo um so uh years of my thought was they were going to expand the minivan service which i'm kind of surprised they i think they'll come back i think they're still the minivan service is back it is running you can order it through the lift app um but right now i just think they're working on getting the crew of drivers and vehicles yeah, I don't think they have enough to fulfill the demand in and around the parks because it is it's it's nice. It's a little bit more expensive. You pay a bit of a premium, but yeah, you get a Disney cast member who is very knowledgeable. It's essentially like one of those private tour guides, but driving you from place to place. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're going to pay sixty bucks for your family of four for Amir's Express, why wouldn't you pay eighty bucks for a transfer and a, a mini Tahoe? For sure. Yeah. So, I mean. Anything with the Uber. Like, I'm, I'm going to spend 50 bucks to get my family there, and they're going to take me right there. But, again, the, the downside is, well, but now i got to give back, too. Yeah. Yeah, but not everybody wants to leave the Disney property that's driving an Uber there. So. All right. Sounds good, man. Well, where can people find you again? Over on Facebook at uh, Princess of the Mouse Disney Travel, or just type Disney Travel Agent into the search bar, and uh, you will find me pretty quickly. All right, Peter. Well, 
another good show again. Thanks for joining us, um, and have a good night. I'm going to go ahead and get into the closing. It's a long with Princesses and Mouse Disney Travel uh, joined us tonight. We talked about Disney's news for the week. The top three was about the Very Merry Party. social media you can find us over on facebook at dpi podcast for the show at patm disney travel for the travel side um over on twitter you can find us at disney insights youtube the disney planning insights podcast and over on instagram at princesses and the mouse Thank everybody for watching, listening, everything that you do. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye now.